Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 22nd, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. I want you to be a success, but I want you to be a success God's way. I want you to pursue real success, divine success, and pursue it as a success that is defined by God. That means that you have discovered your purpose, you're developing in it, and you're deploying into it with the goal of getting out of you everything God deposited in you while you're in the land of the living. So when you stand before God, you can simply say, hey, I did what you wanted me to do. I did what you sent me to this planet to do. And God can look at you and say, well done, that good and faithful servant. So that's the goal, to get out of us everything God placed in us. That's the goal, to accomplish our divine assignment to get it done before we die. Say amen to that. All right, so pursuing grace-based success, this is part six. And so in yesterday's message from Joshua 1 and 8, I dealt with mastering your mouth, mastering your mind, mastering your methods. Well, today I'm going to take a deeper dive into the mastering your mouth. The title of today's message is Mastering Your Mouth, Speaking the Language of Faith. Say this out loud, or you can put it in the chat. I speak the language of faith. Faith has a language, and that's what I speak. I speak the language of faith. When you listen to me, you're going to hear faith. When you listen, oh man, you're going to hear, you're going to hear somebody that's going to build you up and not tear you down. When you listen to me, you're going to hear faith. You're going to hear somebody that believes the impossible, that sees the invisible, that declares what God is decreeing. When you listen to me, you're going to hear the language of faith. Faith has a language and as believers, we're called to speak it. So we're going to speak the language of faith. Y'all ready? Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Uh, this is going to be like a faith refresher, teaching you about faith, teaching you about the importance of your words, teaching you about speaking the language of faith. So our foundational scriptures, let's go through those. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you have been saved by grace. Now, you were saved by grace when you believed. Now, you didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. Eternal life is a gift. You didn't have any, you didn't do it. All you did was receive the gift, so you have nothing to boast about. You are not saved by the things that you've done. Once again, you have nothing to boast about. God made us what we are, and in Christ Jesus, God made us new people so that we could spend the rest of our lives, the remainder of our days, doing the good works that God had before planned, planned in advance for us to do. So I'm not saved by works, but I'm saved for work, and there's some work for me to do. Say this out loud. You can put it in the chat. I have work to do. You have good works that you're supposed to be doing. And that's what we do, all right? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united us with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him, Jesus, to become wisdom itself. So God united us with Christ Jesus. This is us. This is Jesus. We're united with Jesus. I'm one with Jesus. Jesus is one with me. And God made him, Jesus, to become perfect wisdom for me, wisdom itself. And because I'm in Christ Jesus, God, watch this, then Christ makes me holy. Christ makes me right with God. Christ has freed me from sin. So because of Jesus, I'm holy. 
I'm right with God and I'm free from sin. Therefore, the scripture says, if I'm going to boast about anything, I need to boast in God because I didn't do anything. It was him. He's perfect wisdom for me. He made me holy. He made me right. He freed me from sin. It's not about me. It's all about him. Say amen to that. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus. When? before the beginning of time. And so God gave me the, the a purpose and the grace for the, for the purpose, not because of my own works, according to his own purpose and grace. He gave it to me in Christ Jesus. He gave it to me before the beginning of time. Joshua 1 and 8, this is a, a, a scripture we've been breaking down. The Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. For then you're going to make your own way prosperous and you're going to have good success. In yesterday's message, I, I, I mentioned that faith has a language, right? And I talked about the language of faith. So that's what we're going to talk about today. In Joshua 1 and 8, I'm going to focus on keeping the word of God on your lips or in your mouth. So what does this mean for you today? I have a lot to cover this morning. I have four things, and these four things will, will provide you like a, a, a refresher on how to live by faith. You ready? Four things. Rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Let's lock in. Number one, here we go. Faith begins where the will of God is known. I've told you this many times. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith is not about God granting you your desires. Faith is not about you coming up with a laundry list of selfish desires and then asking God to give them to you. No, faith is about aligning your desires with God's desires. Faith is not about you trying to get God to put a yes in your plans. Faith is about God trying to get you to put a yes on his plans. Faith is not what happens when you try to convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. So when, when, when you know that you're doing what God told you to do, you didn't come up with this thing. We're talking about Joshua going into the promised land. Joshua didn't come up with that. That was God. That, that was God's idea, not Joshua's idea. So when you know that you're doing God's idea, not your idea, you know that faith begins where the will of God is known, and you're not trying to do something... You're not trying to get God to give you something that you came up with, but you're actually submitting to what God came up with from the foundations of the world, then you can operate in faith. Joshua is somebody that God was trying to convince. God needed Joshua to align his faith and his words with his promise. It wasn't like Joshua was trying to get God to move. God was trying to get Joshua to believe. Let me make this point because this is a key point about faith. Like Isabella and I, we have a lot of things that we do every day. It's not like we're trying to get God to move. God is actually getting us to line up with what he planned from the foundations of the world. God needed Joshua to believe in his soul and then declare words of faith from a believing heart. And God is looking for the same thing from us. God is looking for us to believe and receive what he already provided. God is looking for us to believe and receive what he already planned from the foundations of the world. God is looking for us to say out loud what he's revealing in our heart. As you walk with God, God is going to speak to you exceeding great and precious promises, and he will sow these promises like seeds down inside of the soil of your heart. And when God does that, you got to get so convinced, fully persuaded. You're not trying to persuade God. God is actually persuading you. And when you get fully persuaded of what God revealed, when you get fully persuaded, oh my God, you tell your husband, you tell your wife, I, this is not bait. You know, we didn't want we didn't want to do this. We had other plans. Well, I, I thought at this stage of my life, I would be doing X. <laughs> or I thought at this stage of my life, I would be doing Y. But God wants us to do this. And since God wants us to do this, 
I'm here for God anyway. Like, you know, at the end of the day, there's no retirement plan for the believer. I got to do whatever God tells me to do. And so when you're so convinced that you're doing what God told you to do, you believe it in your heart and you announce it from your mouth. And so, so yeah, I'm talking about speaking the language of faith. And then not only do you believe it in your heart and you announce it from your mouth, but you provide corresponding action to believe and receive. You get fully persuaded to where now you believe it, you declare it, and you perform it. That's Joshua 1 and 8. See, revelation is the authorization for your faith. Let me say that. Say, put this in the chat. Revelation is the authorization for my faith. When God reveals to you what he wants you to do, well, God reveals to you what he planned for you to do from the foundations of the world. That revelation becomes the authorization for your faith. Now, if you don't know the will of God, if God has not spoken to you, if you're not sure, then at that point, you're not in faith. Let me be clear about this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So if you don't know the will of God, the best you can do is hope and wish and pray. You, I'm a hoping and a wishing. Right? You're just a hoping and a wishing, but you can't be in faith because faith is solid. Faith is based on a word from God. Faith is either based on a word from God that's in the written word in the Bible or a word from God that God spoke to me through the Holy Spirit or a word from God. God gave me a dream while I was sleeping. God gave me an open vision while I was awake. God gave me a prophetic word through somebody else, but God got me a word and I believe that word. And now faith begins where the will of God is known. And now that I know the will of God, I can stand on that word from God. And I got to believe Numbers 23 and 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he will perform it. If God declared it, he will make it good. So faith is not about me trying to get God to do stuff for me. Faith is about God trying to get me to do stuff for him and align with his kingdom plans and purposes. Say amen to that, right? So this is faith. This is a faith refresher today. Number two, faith believes what God said or what God revealed, no matter how impossible it seems. Say this out loud or put it in the chat. I believe the impossible. Like I see the invisible and I believe the impossible. Faith believes in the humanly impossible. If God said it, then God will perform it. If God said it, then he'll make it good, no matter how seemingly impossible it seems. The impossible, if God said, look at me, if God said something to you, God revealed something to you, but whatever he reveals seems impossible, humanly impossible in this world, then guess what? announcement, the impossible just became possible for you. Why? Because God revealed it. If Let me say that again. If God reveals something to you that seems humanly impossible, then guess what? Then the impossible just became possible to you. Why? Because God revealed it. And God will never reveal something that he's not going to perform. If God, God is not a man, if God reveals it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. So if God reveals something to you that seems impossible, the impossible just became possible for you. Faith puts the emphasis on God and God's power, not on you or your lack of power, right? Faith, faith says this. Faith says, well, if God said it, then I can do it. But I'm not doing it by my power. I'm doing it by God's power. And this is the mindset that you got that we're supposed to walk in. The fact that God said it is his invitation for you to experience it. Let me say that again. The fact that God said it, that God revealed it to you, that is your invitation to experience it. So, so his revelation is your invitation for participation. His revelation 
is your invitation for participation. This is how Jesus lived. Jesus said, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I what? I see my father do. He said, I'm only doing what I'm seeing. He said, I'm only doing what I'm seeing in the spirit. So the father is revealing to me what he's doing in the earth and his revelation becomes my invitation for participation. And he's saying, hey, son, I'm showing you what I'm doing in your sphere of influence. Why? Because I want you to get in on it. I'm showing you what I'm doing at this organization. I'm showing you what I'm doing at this company. I'm showing you what I'm doing at your company. I'm showing you what I'm doing in your city. I'm showing, why? Because I need you to get involved. And so the revelation becomes my invitation for participation. And so that's what Jesus said. I'm only saying what I hear. I'm only doing what I'm seeing. I'm only, as as he reveals to me, then boom, I get in on what he's already doing. Jesus was like, no, I'm not out here doing what I want and then asking the father to bless it. No, the father is showing me what he's doing and I'm getting in on it like double dutch. You know, I'm just like, oh, hey, hey, boom. I'm just getting in on what he's doing. He's already doing it. And I'm just getting in on what he's doing. Your ability to see in the spirit, your ability to receive what God is revealing is critical to walking by faith because you need to be able to see and discern what God is doing around you so that you can get in on what he's doing. That's the language of faith. Now, okay, Brother Pena, I thought you was talking about Joshua. Okay, let me bring it to Joshua. In the case of Joshua, Joshua was minding his own business when all of a sudden God spoke to Moses at the burning bush. And God told Moses, go back to Egypt. Joshua was a slave in Egypt when God spoke to Moses. And God spoke, spoke to Moses in the desert and said, hey, it's time. You know, I've heard the cries of my people. I want to get those people out of Egypt. I want to get those people into the land flowing with milk and honey. Go get them. And so God spoke to Moses and boom, Moses came over, spoke to Pharaoh. You know, you know the story. You've seen the movie. And so let my people go. And then boom. So all of that stuff happened. They're leaving. They're leaving. God says, I don't want you to leave empty handed. God made the Israelites go to the Egyptians and take all that stuff. And then he made the Egyptians give them the gold, the silver, and the diamonds, the precious stones. They gave them all their money. Then they left. And they left. God opened up the Red Sea. God swallowed up Pharaoh's army. You know the story. And now they're in the wilderness. And God says, okay, now I'm giving you this land. This is land that I promised your forefathers. This is all comes by revelation. This, this is... Hey, I promise your forefathers, boom, now you got to go do it. They send 12 spies into the land. 10 out of the 12 spies say no. 10 out of the 12 spies don't believe God. 10 out of the 12 spies put a no where God put a yes. This is why I need you to build up your faith. If you don't build up your faith, you're going to mess around and put a no where God put a yes in your life. So these people put a no where God put a yes. And then, and so now they all die in the wilderness because of the 10 millions of people die in the wilderness after all of that is over. I'm going to give you Joshua chapter one from the Rick Pena version. You ready? After all of that, God says to Joshua, hey, son, Moses is dead. (laughs) So is the unbelieving generation. Son, it's your season. It's your time. It's your turn. I have chosen you to lead these people into the land that I promised their forefathers to give them. I am giving you this land. I want you to think about what I'm promising you. I want you to declare it openly. And then I want you to go get that land. I want you to go get that land. You have to take possession of it. But don't worry. I am with you every step of the way. I will be with you everywhere you go. I will make you successful as you take possession of the land, 
as you're taking possession of what I promised. Son, be strong. Be very courageous. Those giants that you saw before, they will be no match for you. Why? Because I will be with you everywhere you go. That's Joshua chapter one, Rick Pena version. See, God had revealed to Joshua, hey son, it's my will for you to take this land. I told it to Moses, now I'm telling it to you. It's my will. The revelation came. It's God's will. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Okay, it's my will for you to take possession of this land. This is land. Now, son, I need you to believe it. I need you to receive it. I need you to declare it out loud. No matter how humanly impossible it seems. Listen, remember, I gave you the, the context yet, yet before, yesterday and the day before. Joshua had a generation of young people. All the older people were dead. He had a, a generation of young people that had been fed manna from heaven all their lives. They didn't know how to fight. They, they were untested. They were unproven. They had never been to battle. And now he has to lead these people to take millions of acres <laughs> and they have to fight against tested armies with, with cities that are fortified. So these people have walled cities and tested armies. And Joshua has a bunch of young people that have been given everything, you know, given manna every day, never been in a fight. And so God says to Joshua, you got to meditate on this word. I mean, hey, son, for you to do what I'm telling you, you're going to have to believe. You're going to have to declare it. You're going to have to go take possession of it. If you want to be successful, you're going to have to live by what God is revealing to you, right? This series is about success. You're going to have to live by everything that God is revealing to you. You're going to have to believe it, receive it, no matter how impossible it seems. All right, number three, faith is about having so much confidence in God that you will say what God says until you see what God says, right? You're going to say what you saw in the spirit. You're going to say what God reveals. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 uh, and verse 13, the Bible says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what was written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. Well, guess what? We also believe and therefore speak. The spirit of faith speaks the language of faith from a believing heart. As a, as a man of God, as a woman of God, you have to have the audacity to say what God said, to say what God reveals, no matter how impossible it seems. And when you do this, you are taking God public. Put this in the chat. I can take God public. Say, I have the courage to take God public. Let me explain. It's easy to believe in your heart. You know why? Because nobody knows what's going on in your heart. So your heart is where you meditate, medicate, and allow the word of God to ruminate. Let me say, your heart is where you meditate and medicate on God's word, and you allow the word of God to ruminate. But when you, when you open up your mouth and you say something, and you say out loud what is going on in your heart, at that point, you are taking God public. You are exposing externally what is happening in your heart internally. Now, this takes your faith to another level. This takes, say this, I have the faith to take God public. This takes your faith to another level because now you are speaking the language of faith. You have mustered up enough courage to say publicly what God is speaking to you privately. That takes faith. It takes faith to say about, to say publicly what God is revealing to you privately. It takes faith to, to take God 
public. And this type of faith is, is required because God has set up a system to where you're going to have what you say. And so the power of death and life is in the tongue, Proverbs 18 and 21. And whichever one you declare is the one that you're going to receive. So if you have the faith to say what God said, and you're speaking these words from a believing heart, then it's only a matter of time before you can see what God said manifested in your life. Okay, let me give you a practical example. Anyone can say what God said after God does it, but faith requires you to say it before God does it. So let's, let me use an example. Let's say that there's a guy named Jim in your church, and God reveals something to Jim. God speaks to him, and God reveals his plans for Jim, and he's meditating and medicating on those plans. The Holy Spirit then tells Jim, hey, I need you to announce it. Because in the kingdom, nothing happens until you announce it. So, so the Holy Spirit, yeah, let me say that again. In the kingdom, nothing happens until you announce it. So the Holy Spirit tells Jim, hey, take God public. I need you to stand up and announce it. And so he doesn't do it. He's scared. Uh, he's allowed uh, fear to stifle his faith. Faith. He's concerned. Jim is concerned that what, you know, what, what if it doesn't happen? What if I say it? And this is a big thing. This is a crazy thing. It's one thing to have it in my heart. It's another thing for me to say it out loud. I'm okay with dreaming about it, but I'm not okay with talking about it. See, so now this lack of faith causes Jim a delay. What could have happened in a month now happens in a year. He was, he was not denied, but he was delayed. And so after a year of God working on Jim, working on Jim, working on Jim, God, okay, finally it came to pass. It came to pass 12 months later. Now Jim has the promise. People can see it. People start to congratulate Jim. Hey, brother Jim, man, praise God. I rejoice with you. And Jim says, hey, guys, just so you know, God spoke this over my life about a year ago. This is something I had in my heart. This is something I believe. This is something I was praying about. And finally, it came to pass. And everybody says, glory to God. Everybody rejoices. But you know what Jim failed to say? Jim failed to say, actually, God told me to take him public 11 months ago. And, and I was too scared to do so. I, I didn't speak the language of faith. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why, but I was too scared and I didn't do it. Who knows? Maybe I could have had it 11 months ago. Maybe what took me a year could have taken just a month. But, but I, don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to get to heaven to find out if, if I cost myself unnecessary time and energy and effort because of my lack of faith. That's what he didn't say. See, anybody can announce it after it happens. Anybody can, can declare, oh, look at what God did after God already did it. But faith is somebody that can stand and announce it before it happens. Faith is you believing and declaring and receiving what God, faith, you have to have the audacity to say what you saw so you can see what you saw. You can't be afraid of taking God public. The 10 spies went into the land and they were like, oh no, we can't do it. We're like grasshoppers. There was only two men out of the whole nation of Israel, of, other than Moses, two men, Joshua and Caleb, that said, no, man, let's stop. They, they spoke the language of faith. They said, we are well able. Let's do it now. God said we could do it. We could do it. There's giants in the land. The giants don't matter. God said God has given us this land. He let us go. Let us take it, take it now at once. Let's take possession. We are well able to do this thing. Only two men spoke the language of faith. Only two men took God public, Joshua and Caleb. 40 years later, those were the only two men that were still alive. Everybody else from that generation had to die off. Only those two men remain. Why? Because they spoke the language of faith. They opened up their mouths. They, they declared the word of God. They, they believed what God was saying and they announced it. They had the audacity to believe God and to take God public. I'm telling you, sometimes you're going to have to take God public 
Say amen to that. All right, number four. I told you I had a lot today. Last point for today, number four. Speaking the language of faith is an expression of your confidence in God. Speaking the language of faith is an expression of your confidence in God. Listen, I know that speaking the language of faith can sometimes seem a little bit scary. When, when you are fully persuaded by God, when you're fully persuaded of what the Holy Spirit is leading you to say and telling you, and the Holy Spirit is telling you to say out loud at the risk of looking foolish, I can't tell you how many times I've had to battle these thoughts. I battle these thoughts like everybody else does. You get thoughts like, well, what if it doesn't happen? Right? What if I announce it and it doesn't happen? What if I tell everybody, what if I miss God? What, what if this wasn't God at all? What if I what if what if I'm I, I think this is God and I say it and then it doesn't happen because it was not God, it was me? You know, what what if I say it and it doesn't come to pass? How am I gonna look? Listen, I've been there so many times. Uh, uh, uh and I had to overcome all that stuff. And I had to say what I believe God was saying to me at the risk of looking foolish. And there are times, guess what? Real talk. There are times where I said it and it wasn't God. There are times where I said it and it didn't happen. There are times where I said it and I declared it and then it didn't happen. And at the risk of looking foolish and people ask me, hey, whatever happened with that? Hey, you know what happened with that was I miss God. And you got to be okay with that. You're not perfect. Newsflash, you're not perfect. Hearing from God takes practice. How come it's okay for Michael Jordan to, to practice, Kobe Bryant to practice, but when it comes to the things of God, we can't practice. Like, you know, it, it takes time to develop the, the ear to hear God's uh, you know voice. And, and sometimes you get it, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes you hit, and sometimes you miss. It takes practice. But watch this. You can't hit a home run if you don't take the swing. You can't get out. You, you can't walk on water if you don't get out the boat. Listen, I had to get over that. I had to get over the fact that sometimes you're going to make mistakes and sometimes you're going to miss it and you have to be okay with that. Faith has a language and I got to speak it. And, 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 and now I'm at the point where I hit more than I miss, but there's going to be times where I miss it. And if I miss it, I miss it. If I miss it, I would rather take the risk of looking foolish and sometimes look foolish than not believe God. I would rather do that than live like a mere human. I would rather do that than never believe God. I would rather do that than not take the swing. Come on now. God reveals your 2B stage from your right now stage, and God wants you to open up your mouth and declare what he's decreeing, and you need to say what you saw so you can see what you saw, even at the risk of looking foolish. And sometimes it's, you do that, and I can't tell you how many times I've been out there, and after I say it, I say, okay, God, I said it. I put my faith in that God, now you know, if you don't if you don't show up, this is not going to happen, right? I, I've announced it. I said it. You told me to put it on social media. I already did it. And so now I'm out here so far, God, if you don't show up, I'm going to look stupid. Please don't let me look stupid. But I would rather live like that than to sit back and just live like a mere human. I would rather live like that just to look, live like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to wait because I don't want to look dumb and everything. <laughs> I'm just going to wait to, to happen. Then I can say, oh, look what God did. No, that's not the, that's not the life of faith. The life of faith, you got to believe at the risk of looking foolish. Sometimes you're going to launch out. Sometimes you're going to try stuff. Sometimes people are going to think you're crazy. Sometimes people are not going to get you. Sometimes people are going to say, you out there. Whatever. You have to do what God is revealing to you. This is the lifestyle of faith. Joshua and Caleb were looking crazy. Everybody else was like, mm, we can't do it. Only two men said, we are well able. Guess what? 40 years later, only those two men were still standing. You're going to have to live like that. As, as a believer, we're called to live the life of faith, to speak the language of faith, and that's enough for you today. That's all I can give you. 
I'll keep going tomorrow, but that's enough for you to digest on today. Speak the language of faith. Speak faith only. You got it? You are not a mere human. You're born from above. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. For me to become a success in your eyes, I must live by every word you speak to me. You have given me your written word, and I live by that. You have also given me your spirit, and your spirit reveals to me the plans you established for me before the world began. I live by those words too. I believe everything you reveal to me, no matter how impossible it seems, and I have the audacity to say it out loud. I will say what I saw until I see what I saw in this world. I speak the language of faith and I'm not moved by what I see with these natural eyes. Therefore, I declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Guess what? Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. But I told you this was going to be like a faith refresher. This is today's word. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments right now in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, I go back and I read all those comments. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.